sitting here chilling. I don't know why I got this feeling. Took it to the head, now I'm sitting here chilling. You damn right, we the feelings. You damn right, we the feelings. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to We the Villains Podcast. It's your boy Dak Gerbs here on a special NBA show Thursday. We back, took Tuesday off, had another personal day. It's getting closer to the holidays. Um, more than likely, we probably won't have a show on Thanksgiving. More than likely. if Maybe, maybe we'll do one the day before or something and call it the Thanksgiving special. Yeah, Thanksgiving special. Everybody that watches, you must be smoking. Because on That's Thursday, cool. I plan yep. on being fried out on the front eating. porch at Tobin Oak eating, eating. some grub. Eating. Why well, ain't fried out on the front porch in the rockings here at Tobin Oak in a minute? I know half right. the people listening right now probably don't understand what the fuck I just said, but we know. We know, and that's all that really matters on that. You know, I must have caught you. With, you must have been in mid hit when this show started, bro. I was lighting my joint. I hear yeah. it in your voice because you was like holding in the smoke as you were talking, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and hey, I I was trying to get that shit lit, but the fucking you know, not that shit go. Let me let me tell you what's lit. What's lit right now is the NBA season. That y'all gonna trade Russell Westbrook. Who gonna who gonna give us something for Russell Westbrook? Oh, that, that's like, what like, before we get into anything else, everybody knows I'm a Lakers fan. But what who legitimately gonna trade us anything for Russell Westbrook at this point? That man do forty million dollars, and the man turning the ball over five six times a game, and he can't shoot. He's older. He quite got. He's still pretty explosive. He ain't quite got that stuff he used to. But who, who, who? What are we gonna get for Russell Westbrook if we being yeah, real about it? That doesn't. Uh, now that you think about it, like even a team that's fucking low in the dumps, you know, got the cat room, but ain't even winning. Don't even. You know, doesn't even matter what they do. Like even those teams, you can't even take a chance on them because, like, fuck. I mean, we're already playing bad. We don't want to keep playing bad, even when we get a star. Well, see, a lot of that's like, um, see, I, I actually like what Russell Westbrook. I've always liked Russell, Russell Westbrook. He has his flaws. Um, Maybe the Pelicans will give y'all Zion for him. Shit. Zion need to worry about losing thirty pounds and getting back on the court. Um, similar to my situation, but anyway, Russell Westbrook, like. So, all right, so LeBron about to come back. It looked like he's going to be back on Friday against Boston. And I like yeah. what I started to see earlier in the season before LeBron had that abdominal strain. And um, I like what I started to see how the three of them were playing with each other. Like, it, it took a little – it was some growing pains, but I started like what I see. Um, So now, if we get LeBron back, man, that shit's going to help so much. The, everything will run so much smoother. Um, we in the middle of our first road road trip, and the team really needs that. Um, 
They should have beat Milwaukee last night, but we won't get into that neither. Well, the Bucks should win if Giannis dropping forty nine. I mean, let's just let's just be real. If the Bucks, well, said, we caught the Bucks at a bad time because it's one of the they wasn't at full strength last night. Obviously, we haven't been at full strength all season. Well, neither but, has the Bucks really, man. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. But we, we got we did get unlucky because Chris Middleton returned last night. So yeah. they had Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, and Giannis. They had their big three. The only person that they were without, I think, was Brooke Lopez. Yeah, and uh, oh, uh, White Dante. Or whatever. Oh, yeah, Vincenzo has been out too. That's true. Yeah, he's got like an ankle injury or something. To be fair, Grayson Allen and Pat Connaughton have been playing great. Grayson Allen, this dude's made the most out of his starting opportunity this season. He's been playing pretty good. Isn't it crazy to think about it? But Grayson Allen, at a young age, has already hit that point to where he's a role player on championship teams now. <laughs> you say he's a young player, but my man got gray hair. He's already looking like oh, he's um, white. What do you expect? He's already looking like George McFly in Back to the Future as the older George McFly. Dude's got gray hair, like gray streaks. He looks like a young man that they put gray in his hair to make him look older. Yo, he looks just like right. George McFly did in he present is. time. Looks like George McFly and Mr. World. Let me get started on that show. I haven't started season two yet. I've, uh, I think we've watched. I think we only watched one so far, season two. Let's keep it. Let's keep it like that, man. But either way, um. Yeah, it's, it's been a it's been a fun season, man. I like the changes with the the foul calls. That's made for a little bit more competitive play. Oh, uh, but <clears throat> I, I, I just hope I, they don't lax on it throughout the season. Nah, dude, it'll be it'll be good. The only you'll know when they lax on it because James Harden will have a better year. Yeah, I didn't watch the game, but I did see that he went to the line twelve times yesterday. So I, I still that's still like. Not a lot of, not a lot of attempts for him. I mean, that's, that's I, I without knowing for sure, that's probably the most he's had this season, that, and that's that's a good much. Twelve is a lot of free throws, bro. That dude, at least he ain't go twenty some odd times. Exactly, giving you fifteen points. But yeah, but um, so yeah, dude. the Lakers. We we ain't gonna be able to trade Russell Westbrook at this point. Um, but we, uh, I still like, I still it. like that we have enough talent that if we can pull it together, we can still do it. But right now, they're just playing terrible. THT's giving us a shot in the arm. Well, y'all need him back. Three games. Yeah. Oh, y'all dude, I, I said it earlier. The first NBA show we did, I said, dude, THT's the biggest piece we're missing. Granted, hey, that was before LeBron got hurt. That's another thing. If y'all get LeBron back tomorrow night. You, you'll see a different different Lakers out there for sure, because you'll get the ball out of Russell Westbrook's hands at the right but time. I, that's what's that's what's helped with Tht being back. He's been able to get the ball, and that man, that dude's nasty. I've been yeah. singing Tht's praises now for a few years, and each year he comes back and he's better. <laughs> and what is it that that, that and he's twenty? You know, damn, please, Lakers. 
Laker fans, I know, I know y'all got to be thinking, let's not trade away this young piece because every young piece y'all traded away is out here doing great things. Well, so like <laughs> in the off season, when they were thinking of you know different trade packages and whatnot, um, THT was one piece that the Lakers said we ain't letting go. Well, at least y'all got um, something, right? We've got to build him up in our system since high school because he came straight out of high school into the G League. He's oh, been nice. playing. Um, and dude's been – he just keeps getting better. You know, he's uh, he's he's been starting the last few games. I think he had like 25 and 12 last night. Um, But Each. dude's a monster. Like he's, yeah. he's got stupid potential, and the good thing about him is he could play a little bit of defense too, because he's real long. He's got a he's got a big wingspan. Yeah, that's that's a that's an important piece of the future right there. Plus, LeBron's a big fan of him. I that's good, I hate that we but... couldn't keep Caruso. Um, hopefully Austin Reeves come back soon. He's been out for a week or two now. Too. I mean, if y'all y'all make it to the finals, y'all might see Chicago. Chicago looks good, and they've been playing without Vucevic. Damn, uh, you know the Caruso. He was an assist shy of a triple double last night. Bro, what is going like? Everybody that the Lakers have traded away is on great. Look at the Wizards. <laughs> like Wizards are first in the East. A virtual tie with Brooklyn, but Wizards are in first because they have they have more they have another win. They and there's only two more games than Brooklyn. And the only friend I know that's a Wizards fan, he has every right to talk all the shit he wants to talk right now. Shout out to Judd because you've been rocking with them boys since day one. I mean, yeah, but let's not let's let's not overreact after 17 games. I the real deal. Bradley Beal, son. Is he, is he in not the even a fifth of the way through the season yet? Like, if the Wizards take the East, right? Like, if that yeah. were to happen, does he win the MVP? You'd, I'd have to, you'd have to look at his numbers. Uh, like today, I'm going to debut my first edition of my high five MVP candidates right now, which will be a weekly or, or evolving thing. Um, well, I don't know. And I don't know. I'll, I, you know, spo- I'll give you the quick spoiler. Is uh, I the Wizards best record in the East? I don't have a single Wizard on my in my five. I, hey, and it's the, it's the same. It's very similar to Chicago. I don't have a, a member of the Bulls in my five, even it's though crazy. they've they've oh. been killing it. Like if if you were to do like duos, Levine and DeRozan have been there. There hasn't been. I don't think there's been a better duo in the league this season. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, man, Zach Levine is good as long as he's not your guy. And and it's crazy because every piece that they have on that team doesn't need to be the guy. So it actually just flows perfectly. Like, it's just, well, it's just crazy. I, I still have concerns about them staying healthy. Um, hopefully Lonzo can stay healthy because he's a he's a great fit for those guys. DeRozan's playing like uh, a, a straight up all star. I, I haven't seen him play this well in quite some time. 
Levine is he's right there with them. The fact that all three of them can take pressure off the other because they can all go get their own yeah. shot. Yeah, like that's that's what I'm noticing. And set like, up for others too, because DeRozan's a smart player. Lonzo is one of the better passers in basketball. Also, one of the best defensive point guards in the league as well. Yo, the fucking Ball brothers are out here taking over the league. If Charlotte like, can get their record, uh, they can improve their record a little bit. You're gonna have to watch out for Lamelo in the consideration too. For the MVP. I mean, this, we'll see how the season <laughs> progresses. If you would have oh, asked me, <clears throat> if you would have asked me this a week or two ago, I probably would have had Miles Bridges in my five. You mean um, look here, bro? Please, if that were to happen, the minute they announce Lamelo Ball as the MVP, give me a live mic on Lavar Ball. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Because you mean to tell me his his youngest son in his second year wins the MVP after winning the rookie of the year the following year? Yo, you wouldn't be able to tell this dude shit. I loved Anthony Edwards' response to because they asked him about not winning uh, the rookie of the year last year. He's like, Man, I ain't worried about rookie of the year. You can have that. I'm going for MVP. Uh he definitely plays like he can be one. Yeah, not but, yet, obviously. He, not in Minnesota. Not with that team. But yeah, yeah. He got to get some more eyeballs on him uh, because they ain't out there in Minnesota. And that's saying something when I'm a Kings fan. Yeah, I just, at this point, I just don't think Carl Anthony Towns is that guy. Before we do get into, like, you know, your, your high five or MVP list, high five MVP list. I do have a couple little topics that I've thought of here throughout the show. I got one that I got to ask you because, you know, this is something that you kind of do look into. Do you see a particular player getting moved before the deadline this year? Like a particular star player possibly? It's I, I don't know if it's going to – like you said, it's probably not going to be Westbrook because his value is pretty fucking horrible right now. If we're thinking, if we're, we're you're talking like an actual like a big player, uh, you know, all star caliber, you know, yeah, really good so player type. Basically, player. yeah, that or you know, a player that's gonna really make a difference. You know, like a move that's gonna be like okay, or like now if Ben Simmons gets moved, you know, that's that's eye change, that's yeah. eye game changing. Outside of Ben Simmons, potentially Damian Lillard. I don't I I again it wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't because it's Lillard and we've been through this for five years where everybody's saying he should get out of there. Yo, you think this dude is like you said I know you've said it here on the podcast before, like is he is he you think he's still playing his way out of Portland? Kind of actually I, I actually don't. I I I've only seen I've only watched him play a few times. Or is um, he struggling? Due he's to the he's struggling a little bit, but the, the the rule changes have affected him too. That's what I was seeing here. I saw some highlights, and I was thinking because he said something that the officiating's been out like just bad. He's this been year. one of the yeah. He's been one of the only people that I've heard that's actually spoken out about how he's been officiated this year. 
And he was talking about, I don't play like that. I don't play going yeah. for a foul, but blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, everybody's picked that apart with video replays from, from years past. I saw that clip, and I was thinking, bro, uh, you, are, you are guilty as fuck on this one. Yeah, I think that's affected him a little bit. He struggled a little bit. I So with Dame, I've never been the biggest Dame fan. I like Dame. I like that he's cold. I like when he gets it going. It's fun to watch because dude might not miss. See, I'm I'm a huge, huge Dame time player. Dame time player is next level to watch. I I think, yeah, he's he's fun to watch when he gets going. That's fucking what a matchup. Greatness. But, But he's not who I would want to rely on as my best player to try to win a championship. Yeah. Uh, he's, well, not, he's not that good. Okay. All right. He's I very good, but he ain't I, that good. I think he's that good, though. You think, you think with him being your best player, he can lead a team to a championship? With the right pieces around him, of course. I, I don't. I don't think that. I don't think. But I, just, I mean, I, I don't see it. Then again, you know, the argument of what I just said is, well, hasn't he had the right pieces around him? <laughs> well, that's see, that's what I've been thinking. Maybe he needs to get out of there because I'm watching it, and every season, you know, they, he keeps coming back. He keeps coming back. But from my vantage point, it looks like he keeps coming back to a worse team. I feel like the Blazers keep getting worse. And, and that is another thing, too. Like, at the same time, it's like, yeah, like, they haven't really tried to help him besides McCollum. That's about it. They've brought in. The, yeah, the best chance they had was ruined when Nurkic was hurt that season a few years ago. Dude, after he got hurt, I feel like I've never seen him on the court. I haven't seen him on the court since. Well, Jokic just straight up. He just straight up little bro that man the other night. I remember when Denver had to choose between Nurkic and Jokic. Boy, they chose right. And I thought they chose wrong. Boy, they sure at chose right. Because Nurkic at the, at the one point, like you said, though, before he got injured, he was looking good though. Like that was know, the was... best chance that Portland had, and it's just. Well, I don't, I don't, I, and I and I like CJ McCollum. I like the Blazers team. I don't think there's a person on that team that I don't like as a player. But if I'm thinking front office, I'd much rather have Lillard be the complimentary piece. Like if Damian Lillard was where Russell Westbrook is, oh, prohibit, prohibitive favorites to win the ring without even thinking hard about it. I mean, because you you plug him, you plug him in the Philadelphia situation. That's a championship. Yeah, because Joel Embiid is the guy there. Yeah, yeah I see what you're saying. I, or, I I just I don't see like, him. I don't. He's not Steph Curry to me. All right. Well, what if you? Mm, isn't that crazy? That's crazy because there's at times where he can show you where he looks exactly on that level. But I see what you're saying. I, I get it. There's a reason why Steph Curry's two-time MVP, three-time world champ. <laughs> and the thing with Steph Curry, man, is he just 
I see like and it's a difference in how they play and their whole mentalities too, but like I'll watch Damian Lillard get hot, get the you know, you get the home crowd going and and it's it's basically that's what that's what's going on. When Steph Curry gets hot, it's a fucking it's a fucking event. The whole Bro. team gets like just electrified. Yeah, the whole arena gets electric. The, and, and and it just it'll it just kills the, the will out of the other team. When Damian Miller gets hot, I don't see that same phenomena happen. Steph Curry gets going in Golden State. Yeah. It's fucking it's impossible to kill that momentum. Sometime. Because a lot like, of them are just crazy shots. Like Lillard, yeah. yeah, he'll he'll pull up from thirty five, and he man, he's probably the best highest percentage guy from thirty five. Yeah, but we get it. But Steph he ain't Curry doing be damn people. dribbling between his legs, back up, fucking go around to pick, fucking do thirteen things, and then pull up on three people, and then turn around oh. before the ball goes in the damn basket. I mean, just straight kill the will out of the other team. And that's what I and that's what Kobe Bryant used to do. You must be I must have lost you for a second there because I think you went. Maybe you got a phone call or something. But yeah, so like Kobe used to do that. And um disappear. Uh, I think you're back, but your your volume's real low. Did you get a phone call? Oh, maybe it was my end because on on my end you cut out when you were talking about Curry dribbling through. Ah. Yeah, let's um. Well, let's uh. Let's take a quick break and go back in because it's got your volume super low. Ah, uh, of course, great quality, lower volume. Thanks, fucking phone call. We'll be back here. Only the Villains podcast. Keep smoking, and we'll be back. <laughs> For those who couldn't hear, we'll be right back. Get a sound check. Yo. Oh, we're back. We're back. <laughs> we're back. I was throwing. <laughs> yeah. Pardon our little issue there, but <clears throat> just uh, what I was saying when Dak said I cut out was, uh, you know, stuff will do all these crazy and um, you know, take you know, fade away and knock down this three pointer on three defenders, and yeah. just absolutely taking the will out of the other team. And um, that's what I used to see a lot from Kobe from the mid range, and sometimes from deep too. Like the Kobe didn't just make shots; he made some of the most difficult contested shots. That you so it, it would just demoralize the defense. I, I mean, what, I really you can't remember. And he's still draining. Like, when you look back on a lot of three-pointers that Kobe made and took in his career, oh, not, many, not many of them were wide open, good threes. <laughs> like, no, nah, who's leaving Kobe wide open? Uh, yeah, because Kobe was usually fucking double-teamed or had someone, and the rules were so different, like, Dude, Kobe would fucking eat in this league. He'd be at the foul line. He'd be, oh man. It's just, uh, and the thing is, is, Kobe would create most of his own threes. So they very rarely were like swing it to him threes outside of maybe when he was still playing with Shaq and Shaq could draw double teams. 
and Kobe but, be considered a big guy in this league. <laughs> without getting into what ifs too much, Kobe Bryant would absolutely feast with the with the way the game is played now. The two players that come to mind, and I just I think him and T Mac would be crazy good at like in today's league. Uh, AI. AI would fucking dominate. Me personally, I'd love to see how Ray Allen and Reggie Miller would play with the way they shoot the three these days. Oh, fuck yeah. Those dudes be, they be on the Curry level, bro. Like, because, I mean, Curry made it to where the green light, if you could shoot a three, you could shoot it. Well, that that see that that the only problem with that is it's also giving a green light to a lot of guys who don't need to be shooting like Steph Curry. That's the only problem. That's the only problem with the Steph Curry effect is then you have a lot of people that take threes that shouldn't be taking threes. Especially there's times where I'm watching a Kings game or a highlight and I see Tristan Thompson pull up, and I'm thinking, "What are you doing?" <laughs> It's, the thing is now is it's almost tough to play on the court without someone who can stretch the floor. Yeah, you gotta have a big. You gotta the, have a the guy. The way the game's six. played now, it's 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 difficult. And um, see, the Lakers are having a lot of issues with that too because we always play with a big. The, the the only the only thing is when we move Anthony Davis to the center, then he can he can stretch the defense more so than say Dwight Howard or. Um, DeAndre do you Jordan think, will. Do you think that should be like, would that be like if you were to coach, would that be like your permanent way you just put them at the five? Do you think that would be? Probably 95% of Laker fans would say yes. Yeah. Um, To me, it for one, it's going to depend on the team that we're playing. And for two, I like that we start with a, like an actual center. Now, Anthony Davis has been starting at the center for the last three, four games. Mm. Um, the fact that we have Westbrook, it definitely it helps a little more because when we have a big, just say DeAndre Jordan, who, who we were starting for most of the season so far, and you got Anthony Davis, and you got Westbrook, it doesn't leave for a lot of spacing on the floor because they're not going to play up on Westbrook because he can't shoot. Um, so you're it's it's clogging the paint too much. Now, thankfully, Anthony Davis is, in my opinion, a top five player in this league. Um, mm. and would be in my MVP ladder had if the Lakers were anything better than five hundred. Oh, so there's no Laker in this category? Today? I can't put a Laker in this category. I can't put a Laker in my high five MVPs. They're eight and eight. They're eight and eight. They've only played like three road games. Yeah. Yeah, I need LeBron coming back tomorrow. That's what I'm hearing, too. I heard on Undisputed. It could be tomorrow, Friday. LeBron comes back. I don't expect it to be a, a heel all, but I do think. Man, like, even if LeBron ain't 100%, his decision-making on the court 
and just his presence on the court will help a bunch. Yeah, you got a coach out there. You got to have that so, old we court are, coach. Our turnovers have been terrible, and a lot of that's Russell Westbrook, but I, it almost looks like it's rubbing off. Now I'm starting to see other players make these wild plays and shit, too, and I'm just like, man, y'all got to stop this shit. <laughs> LeBron will put an end to that shit. <laughs> like, look at man. I play for fucking I see, That's one time I miss like Kobe. Like, like I <laughs> like Russell Westbrook be doing some shit, right? And then nobody say nothing to him on the court. If Russell Westbrook were doing some of the shit that I'm watching, and Kobe Bryant was on his team, Kobe wouldn't give him the ball no more. Uh, bro, they be on the bench. Like, bro, you got to go sit down. Uh, yeah. But see, that's the thing. You would act everybody and a fan and even a viewer watching would you would literally see Kobe Bryant in the player's face telling him, yo, you better stop doing this dumb shit. <laughs> or or for you out of here, son. <laughs> but I, I I think just with LeBron back, like like I said, right before LeBron got hurt, I, I liked what I started to see. Between them, I think right before he got hurt, they had their best game as a, as a trio. They had they all had like twenty five plus points. Um, they all had like they all had double doubles. It was it was a really good game from all three of them, and it, and it looked good. It, the way they did it when LeBron took over in the fourth, so it wasn't Westbrook making the crucial plays down the stretch. The um, getting it AD when he needs it. Um, and the, LeBron's, you know, one of the highest IQ players that ever played the game. So, man, if he ain't the best, like, I'm glad he came to the Lakers. I wasn't so sure at first. Obviously, you know, you asked me when he got there. My first thought was, got to win a championship. He's done that. Now he so one another. He's got his championship. Now I want another one. But it's gave me a chance to watch him on a consistent basis rather than three, four times a year. You got to um, enjoy the so legend. I've, I've got to, yeah, I've got to watch him. I've got to watch how he impacts the game without <laughs> even impact, without even, I mean, you know, doing the normal thing. Bro, so. I mean, because, like, honestly, when he's out of the league, Steph Curry is going to be the only person they're going to talk about. Shit, LeBron might outlast Steph Curry. And then there's that, you know, like, like Steph's what thirty three. He's something. Like I mean, but it's that, that, it, your jump shot, right? your jump shot's the last thing to go. Steph's gonna be in this league for a good while if he wants to be. Steph Curry out here gonna be a role player for a championship team. Well, that's nasty. <laughs> oh, now checking into the game number thirty, Steph Curry. Like what the fuck? <laughs> I like watching Seth play too. Yo, his little brother's nasty, man. So uh, they all got that. They all got that fucking that same shit. Like they both got it. Like I'll see so it we, sometimes when when Seth's fucking shooting, I'm, and he'll hit one or two, and I'm thinking, uh oh, yeah, here we fucking go. It's about to be a shit from their daddy boy. Yeah, it's about to be a fucking spectacle. Um, so we were talking about, before we got on the tangent of Lillard, we were talking about, you asked about players that would potentially get moved. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
bringing it back and around here. There's a couple of players that's out there that's worth watching. Um, I don't, I don't see a likely destination. I don't know where it would be, but you do have to keep eyes on John Wall, who um, he's who healthy. Has, who has he's actually best, healthy. Has the best deal in basketball right now. <laughs> Shannon, Shannon, Shannon Sharp made me laugh. He's like, "What, what, what John Wall doing? They want Westbrook over there." <laughs> But um, yeah. So John Wall's he's just sitting out. He's collecting his money. There's forty some odd million. That's what's gonna make it tough for any move because he's he doesn't want to buy out. He knows that the, his days of fat contracts are over. So he's gonna ride out this forty some odd million that he's due this year. Son, he's like, fuck it, don't trade me. We good. I'm a, I'm good over here. I'll mentor you, young guys here. Hey, we we good for this year. Let me get this forty real quick. Take that back that, and, to the hood, flip that for a hundred. <laughs> and that's what I was talking about with trading Westbrook too. Is you got situations like that in Houston, where anybody that could take on that contract, they need the ball to be in the hands of their young guys, getting that experience and you know playing at that level. Westbrook is ball dominant and almost as ball dominant as it gets in the league. So, well, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I know for certain the Sacramento Kings are going to be making a move. Yeah, it might be Luke Walton. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be Luke Walton <laughs> for sure. So he's going to be fired by the fucking All Star break, dude. Yeah, I did hear something about if they if they don't turn their record around, that it's probably going to be it for Luke soon. Dude, I mean, dude, we got players coming out publicly criticizing this dude. They got fucking Bagley refusing to check in the, with this to this dude in the game. Like, yeah, the bag situation doesn't look good. I did see that he pl- he's been playing a little bit. And then you got Tristan Thompson saying something that he don't need no validation or something from a coach or some oh. shit. Like I don't know. I'm like, okay, let's it's get the same Luke too because I like Luke. I know. Let's get Luke Walton out of here. Bring in whoever y'all think is going to turn it around. But who the fuck's out there? Like, who are we going to hire? Like, Mark Jackson, I ain't really going to be like. That's, that's me. If, I, if I'm if i doing it and you want to bring De'Aaron Fox along the right way and Halliburton and, Don, and uh, not Donovan, but uh, shit. The fuck's Mitchell's first name? I'm having a, I'm, I'm blanking it. Davion. Davion. God damn. Off night. So you got all the, you got this young talent. You know, I'm not saying that they on that caliber, but similar to like Golden State had when Mark Jackson was there. Yeah. And uh, you know, if you can get him in there and he can start instilling them to play in the right way and whatnot, that'd be huge for y'all. The question that is would how much y'all have to pay Mark Jackson because I'm not sure. I'm sure he gets paid pretty decent for being an announcer. I mean, there's you know, there's also Stan Van Gundy. I mean, we could go that He's route. In, that, that, that ain't working out too good. <laughs> is, it he in, uh, is he in New Orleans still? I thought Van Gundy was a commentator. Stan, too. He was I commentator. I thought he got hired somewhere. Oh, well, yeah, he might be in New Orleans. Y'all go get Jeff. <laughs> oh, that's somebody that'll get into the young guys. 
There's there's options though. I mean, um, I mean, if if we got like if y'all could get like uh, Jason Terry, you know, someone who's who knows the game, maybe Terry Stotts. But then there's the whole situation with well, at least they got to the playoffs. We ain't got there, like so. <laughs> like we're just trying to get to the fucking play in tournament, bro. What's y'all like six and nine right now, right? Give or take. Dude, I think we have double digit losses. Like we're like thirteenth or something in the standings. Last time I checked. Yeah, it's not very good. I want to say y'all are like six and nine though. I look at the standings quite a bit. I, I want to say that's pretty close to where y'all are at. I mean, what's what's happening in Golden State? Are they just reminding everybody? <laughs> so, uh, something like that. <laughs> and we ain't even got Wiseman out there. We ain't even got Clay Thompson out there. We just got Steph Curry and Jordan Poole out here fucking just shooting soon, on everybody. Clay and Wiseman going to be back real soon. And now they about to fucking turn it up, boy. And we getting headband clay out. Son, it's about to be nasty. And look, I'm telling you, I don't know the way this this Warrior team is playing. I feel like Clay Thompson, when he returns, it'll be a few games. But once he gets settled back in, he's probably going to have like a 36 and one quarter type night. Like. It's it's been a long time since we've seen Clay Thompson go off on the basketball court. I'll and be happy for him when he gets just when he's able to play again. Yeah, because you he's already another, know, like the, that whole Golden State team, they're they're oh. and it's harder now because my I feel like my Lakers should be in contention. I always <laughs> I always respected and kind of liked them because they're likable players. I mean, outside of Draymond, which I like Draymond because he I get a kick out of him, but. They're all pretty likable players. Like Steph, very likable. Same with Clay. And two fucking players that are legit a dynamic duo. And as you said on here earlier, with both of them, they're fucking spectacles. Like if they get going. That's two the players is, on the same team that could give you 30 points in a quarter. Yeah, dude. If they and get going. Like, like, dude, it gets, it gets stupid. Like, when I seen them dudes, like, get going in a game before, I was just sitting there thinking, like, oh, my God, dude, how do you stop that? Like, like how, what do you, what do you do, like, on the other end, like, on the offensive end? Like, you score, but here they coming back with another three. When coming, they get another three. When they get fully healthy, they'll have three guys that legit can go give you 20 points in a quarter if they get hot. And yeah. teams don't usually have that. Teams don't usually have it where they have three different guys that if they get hot can go get you quick 20 points in a quarter. Because that's not like an easy thing to do. Because Obviously, Steph and Clay, but Jordan Poole, I've seen him get going. It gets pretty ugly. <sighs> Yo. That dude's been learning from Steph Curry. Yeah, I know we talked about streaky, this. Man. He's getting he's gotten better every season. I've watched him play a little bit because I've always used him in FanDuel. It's this it's that system he's came up in, man, because he's been there ever since he got drafted. And he's just been learning and learning and just studying and working on his game. And 
you can tell that he's just he's watched stuff and he's learned so much from stuff. There are so many elements of Steph Curry in his game. He ain't like, Steph Curry, but it's it, you can see it. Could you imagine if this is who Steph passes the torch to? He ain't that good. Like it just happens. Next two like, next two seasons, he just comes up out of nowhere. I mean, man. It's like, uh oh. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I think either Luke Walton's getting moved or we're fucking moving Marvin Bagley for sure. This I wonder what y'all need to get for bags at this point. Man, I really don't know. I wonder if y'all take like a second round pick for him. Ugh. Because if 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 the Lakers could get Bagley for a second round pick, I'd take that. LeBron knows how to fit in with that his style player. You know, he he played with Chris Bosh all those years. Oh, he did. Once Bagley gets out of Sacramento, he's gonna play like a fucking superstar. So, dude, I was like, I was really high on Bagley. I remember in his rookie season, he was he was going twenty and ten. Like he was having some good some good games. He got hit with injuries, and then him and Luke Walton just don't fucking see eye to eye. Evidently. Something, man. Like, and then his dad would be fucking talking all kind of shit on the internet. So Yeah, it seems like, I, I, like I'm, I'm interested to see his next stop to see what was the okay. – what, what, what was toxic? Was it him or was it the team? Yeah, like th- this is – this like – He's nowhere near the talent, like star level, but he he reminds me a little of the Odell situation, kind of like you, you don't know, like hey, is it really is it him or is it actually the teams that he goes to, like <laughs> so I, so we'll find out we'll find out when he that's why I want to see if he gets moved like if he gets moved and the same type of issue ends up happening I'm like okay. Okay, then we know who the toxic part was. Yeah, we, we we get it here. Somebody, somebody just, uh, it just ain't gonna work out. But I don't know, man. It's not. It's not been working out. We wasted a number two overall pick on it that we'll never. Yeah, we get all know back. who you could have picked with that pick. Oh, who we were going to pick? <laughs> I mean, think about this, dude. Like, I'm sure you you've thought about it a couple times, but. I, I think about if it y'all every time selected, I selected Doncic. Bro, if we would have drafted Luca, the amount of ESPN games we would have had, the eyes, the 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 media, like the the coverage that the Sacramento Kings would get. That's all we need. Like we don't have that exposure outside of our fans. <laughs> no, I guess not. Like, like really, like, dude, if it wasn't for the internet and social media, I, I like, you know how long it would take me to run into an actual Sacramento Kings fan, like in person. <laughs> I'm not sure that I ever have outside of you. <laughs> Granted, we live on the East Coast, but still. And then, like, like, but at the same time, like, is anybody even gonna mention the Kings? Like, you know, I mean, they really haven't been relevant since Pesa. 
like they haven't been relevant since. Yeah, that Robert team. Ory made that three point shot. He kills your whole franchise, Bruh. Our coach ended up leaving. Fucking Weber's done. <laughs> like the whole squad's over. Son, Bibby becomes like a shell of who he was. Bibby was never like the greatest player, but man, that dude was a Laker killer. Dude, they had a bunch of Laker killers on that team. Bobby yeah, Jackson. Did. Bobby freaking Jackson. Paja. Turk Lou would get it going. Doug Christie want to fight Rick Fox. They Why did the D-Bots be flopping all over Shaq, so getting Shaq all pissed off? Look here, son. As much as you hate Vladdy D-Bots, I fucking can't stand Vladdy D-Bots, bro. I don't hate Vladdy d because we traded him for Kobe. Dude. That motherfucker right there fucked our whole franchise for the rest of his life. <laughs> so I am hereby going to start the conspiracy. Vladdy Divot was the one that killed the Kings franchise from day one. He did it ever since he was a Laker from way back. <laughs> Y'all sent him in. <laughs> Undercover. <laughs> Fucking A, bro. This motherfucker, just because he didn't like Donkic's father, I'm not drafting his son. Well. What the fuck? Took this dude's personal issue fucked up a business. He can't do that. And they always That's say don't mix personal with business. But speaking of business, let me get down to business real quick because I'm about to unveil the very first high five MVP candidates as of November 18th, 2021 for the 2021-22 NBA season. Fuck Vladdy Divot. You gonna you gonna print that on a t-shirt? That might be the title of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> we're just talking about him, so like I'm gonna go ahead and start this out at number five, and that's Luka Doncic. He hey. easily might have been hired. Now the thing that he might it might make him fall off this list by next week is he just got hurt. And he actually had to miss the last game. Oh no. I wanna say it's ankle. I can't remember exactly, but yeah, he's and they just lost without him. Oh um, no. And matter of fact, it's funny because my list, my five through three, they're really interchangeable. Um, they they all three teams got the same record. Um, it's just it's just one of those things. It's I, they they're all about the same level right now. Hey, but I, but Luka is five. Yeah, he's five. I can't wait to see who the next four. Are. Well, so you know, Lucas. I mean, he's having a good season, but man, I hope he don't have to miss a very um, an extended period of time because, hey, like he I said, he he was my preseason pick for MVP. Hey, hey, he could have he could have just rolled it, and you know he just got to work it out a game or two. And hey, hey, shout out to Porzingis coming back and actually falling out. Look, hey, you Porzingis know what he's doing? He's trying to up that trade value, dog. But Luca, he's averaging twenty four point <laughs> nine points, eight point three rebounds, seven point nine assists. He's uh, Luka. 
That's that's a bad boy now. That's a, that's a fucking bad man. Yeah, so you know the Mavs are nine and five, technically nine and four with Luca. And uh, same thing goes with my number four. They're nine and five, hey. but this guy did have to miss one game, so they were not. And I and I'm I, th- I can't remember if they lost that or won it. To be honest, can, but can um, you, uh, fuck off here. We're trying to have a good season. Who? Injuries. Oh, injuries. That's yeah, just always just, a part of the game. So fuck off here, man. Yeah, but this guy, he's uh, the reigning MVP. Just he's uh, I think he won it last year, didn't he? And then, uh, yeah, so Nikola Jokic. Oh, he's averaging twenty six points, thirteen point eight rebounds, six assists. He's really, <laughs> I mean, he's redefining the center position. Uh, and he's, still, he's still doing all this. Without Marquee. Jamal Murray, and now Michael Porter has been hurt too. Yeah, that Morris boy did not like that elbow. Well, oh man, so we have, if we want to touch on that real quick. Yeah, well, I mean, how is how is he pissed about the other play he just did right before that? So the Morris boys, man, they'll uh. They, they'll they'll get real chippy like that, and they'll uh, they'll they'll kind of try to get under your skin, and they'll do a couple hard fouls, and it's it's very similar to uh, Marcus Morris, um, the one who was you know really complaining hard because Markeith is the one he hit. Um, Marcus Morris did the same thing to Luca a few years back in the playoffs. <laughs> I remember that. Um, so I mean, it's it's it. It's just one of those things, and then you got the whole deal with the Jokic brothers. Hey, hey, don't fuck with those guys. They're yeah, they're, fucking, they're like just, a mafia, bro. <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> fuck with them, man. They don't even look like you need to fuck with them boys. Like, like, like Marquise and them, you know, the Morris twins might roll up in the parking lot with the Heat, you know, with the Miami Heat there, and these dudes might have a, a fucking mafia with them. Uh, That's me if I was playing in the league. I got Dougie in the stands. Like, yeah. Don't fuck with him. So anyway, he's he's having I mean he's having another great season. The fact that he's doing all this still without Murray, now without Porter, it just proves how how good he really is in the West. Yo, um, he's I forgot all those people were fucking out. And that's yeah. how good he he is. He's still got them up there, dude. It's just He's he's damn good, man. Dude's got some skill. And for anyone who's uh, ever wondered, you know, and when someone asks me these days, um, who I play like, like man, I play when I play basketball, I play just like Nikolo Jokic, except I'm a foot shorter. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like he's oh god, dude. If you were fucking seven one, oh my god. I, yeah, it'd be, it'd be a lot like it'd be a lot like Jokic. <laughs> Yo, I can pass. I still rebound because I can use my body, <laughs> and I can shoot. Look here, Jokic is actually kind of entertaining to watch when that three ball starts falling. And he's, and and he's, just, he's just a damn good player. And then when he hits you with the fucking, and then after he hits two threes, he comes and hits you with the pump fake. Then goes right by you and then hits a sweet right behind the fucking someone's back to his 
person under the basket. Like this dude's, you know, he's fucking very nice to watch when he gets the thing, going. The thing I love the most about Jokic's game is his ability to pass the ball. Yeah, I've always been a big fan of big men passing the ball. That's one thing that I did like about Vladi. We want to talk about him. If you want to go ahead and say the line, go ahead. Man, fuck Vladi Divac. And the same thing with like Andrew Bogut was a very good passer. Um, Shaq, it was a decent passer um, when he needed to be. Pau Gasol, excellent passer. Same with Mark Gasol. Man. Yeah, dude. Ah, uh, fucking Jokic and Donkic, two of your, your five and four here. The, these two guys, they make passes when I don't see the pass coming. They have that like, ability. Like that type situation. Like it looks like they're about to go either lay up or shoot the ball. And then next thing you know, it's in, it's, they've passed it. I'm thinking, what? What happened here? Don't just get real nasty. Trey Young has a little bit of that effect sometimes. Um, it, oh, and uh, <clears throat> damn, I lost it right, right when it was about to come out of my mouth. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> the, one of the one of the ones that really hits me with that sometimes is uh, Rondo. I do a fake out anybody. Like some of the passes he comes up where it's like, where how the fuck did you see that? Yeah, he gets stupid it's, with it. It reminds me when we're playing 2K and we're on the same team, and next thing you know, you have the ball, you don't even know how the hell you just got the ball. Dude, I'll be fucking high as shit, son. I'm just <laughs> court, man. you know, I'm just trying to get to my spot. Next thing you know, the next ball's thing you know, there's a bounce pass between three defenders right in, oh. right in, right there. Boom. <laughs> I need to pull this. Oh, I need to go dunk. I need to, yeah, most time you're right under the basket. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Fun times. So I'm going to go ahead and keep it moving on to number three. This guy's got his team to the same nine and five record. Um, again, doing it without, a, you know, a superstar on the team who's injured. You know, he's averaging 27 points a game, 8.2 reads, 5.1 assists. That's Paul George. You heard it here on the podcast first. Gerv always said Paul George seems to play better when Kawhi Leonard ain't out there. He plays better when he's supposed to be the best player on the team. Yep, and I understand like that. I actually understand <laughs> that phenomenon because if I want to relate it to me playing darts, when I and when I'm just got to fit in to be a role player, that's tough for me. But if I got to go out there and be the best player, I actually rise up a little better. <sighs> Look here, on a nice, a uh, 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 ideal dart squad for Gerv, him the star, a couple of role players that are decent around him. With like one good player, <laughs> <laughs> you know who that um, good player. Is. So like I get it. Like it, it to me, you know, they always talk about it as a pressure thing. There's always more pressure on me when I'm a role player as opposed to when I got to be the best player. There's actually less pressure on me when I have to be the best player. I'm like, oh okay. 
I mean, so I can it, get it. It's, it's some people, I guess it's just a difference in uh, just, you know, your it, someone's mentality. But, and I don't know if that's I exa- exactly what this is, but Paul George has been playing. I mean, to get to have the Clippers at nine and five in the West without Kawhi Leonard, without any big overhauls to your team, um, Serge Ibaka hasn't really been back. Um, you know, you're still starting Reggie Jackson. They did pick up Eric Bledsoe. You know, that's that's a pretty good pickup um, instead of Pat Bev. Oh, they need to get rid of Pat Bev for a long time. He's been doing all right in Minnesota. Um, but oh, Zubac is playing, playing pretty good center. So, oh, that's it, good boy right but there. Paul George deserves a lot. You know, he deserves some love for all the hate that he's caught on the internet for years and all the playoff P and, you know, way off P and George Pandem- Paul <laughs> pandemic, pandemic P. P that's right. Um, he deserves, he deserves equal love when he's doing what he's doing right now. So I got him <laughs> in third and it, I, I actually wanted to put him higher. I just couldn't put him past my top two. Mm. Um, and we'll go ahead and and there's probably really no surprise who these two are. Um, at I number a, two, huh? I said I have an idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. at number two, I'm sure you know who number one is. At number yeah. two, he's got his team at 11 and five, 28.6 points a game, 7.9 rebounds, 4.9 assists. Again, doing it without another star player that's out. Um, so Kevin Durant, he's playing like he's the best player in the league and. You, you really can't. Wow. Dude's just that good. Their record must not be that good. Because I'm I'm surprised that somebody's not on the list. You talking about Giannis? Uh, no. I thought John ja Morant would have made the list. So if this list extended, John ja Morant's in sixth. I thought he was either right there or right off. But I get why he's not on the list. And it's only because made. they're like – I want to say they're Brooklyn's, at 500 right now. They're like 8 and 8 I or thought, 9 and 9. I thought Brooklyn's record was a lot worse. That, than, and that's kind of it. Like, with if you're averaging 28 and a half points a game, eight rebounds, basically five assists, Kyrie Irving hasn't played. And you're still 11 and 5 in an Eastern Conference. It's actually gotten tougher. They're, they're in a virtual yeah. tie for first, actually, in the East with Washington. Washington's wow. just played two more games. <sighs> But in the games back column, they're even. So, like for for them to be there with the struggles of James Harden, it just kind of shows you how good Kevin Durant's been playing. Still, the most efficient scorer in the league, maybe that the league's ever seen. Yeah, this dude go take fifteen shots and he'll have thirty points. Yeah, dude, like it's crazy. He's like he's so good, and he's he was off the other night. Um, he was a little off the other night against who I obviously have at number one right now. I can't put anybody else at number one besides Steph Curry. He's he's fucking he's killing it, dude. It's 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 almost like what 2015, 2016 all over again. It's looking nasty. I mean, he's averaging twenty eight point seven. He's averaging point one more points than Kevin Durant. Six rebounds, six and a half assists, but it's they're twelve and two. 
They've only they lost to – I know they lost to Charlotte. I can't it's remember like, who their other loss came to. Yes, I had to laugh and actually agree with fucking Draymond's comment. He was like, he goes, y'all better not let us in the playoffs. <laughs> They're going to be the first one to clinch the playoffs at this rate. He goes, because he goes, goes, y'all already know if we fully healthy and we back in the playoffs and y'all see how we playing right now, then it's they gonna be real tough. And I'm getting nervous about the Lakers record because I don't need to play the Warriors in the first round. No, bro. No, obviously I need the Lakers to get in the playoffs first. So wherever we get in there, as long as we in there, but y'all don't need a fucking play in situation again. I mean, you know, Utah still doing Utah things. Dude, um, that's a team right there that knows how to play in the regular season. Phoenix, they're, just, they're the second seed right now again. Uh, these regular season teams. Well, I mean, I they're, wonder, they got all the way to the finals, so. wonder if they'll move Aiton before the deadline. I don't, I don't think they will. Because they, I still think they think that they have a chance to win the win a championship, and I don't, I, I don't think they would risk trading them in the middle of the season, unless it was just an offer that you couldn't refuse. Yeah, I got you. Because they, they, they feel like currently constructed, they have a chance to win a championship, and they might, but you know the Warriors are going to be tough. Um, okay. if the Lakers get themselves together, they're going to be tough because whether you, you know, however, whatever you want to say about the team, they got six future Hall of Famers on that team. Well, I mean, it's like you even said it, man. If y'all were healthy last year, y'all probably would have fucking ousted Phoenix in the first round or oh, second. Sure. If AD, if AD didn't get hurt, yeah, y'all, we were, up, we were, we were up two one. We were up two yeah, one man. on Phoenix, and then you know AD got hurt. And then we lost the next three games. Um, yeah, it's uh, I I still personally think if AD didn't get hurt, we would have won. But we had other issues last year. LeBron, yeah. you could tell LeBron wasn't quite healthy in the playoffs. Um, so it it almost worked out that we didn't go much further than we did because they probably did need the rest. Yeah, but um, so but you know, if the Lakers would have beaten Phoenix, I that's still that's still LeBron and AD that you would have had to have taken out in the playoffs. Boy, that that Warriors team, man, it's looking good though, man. That's a good list. I like that list. That's yeah, so actually... just to recap, uh, high five, very first edition as of November eighteenth, two thousand twenty one. High five MVP candidates, number five, Luka Doncic. Number four, Nikolo Jokic. Number three, Paul George. Number two, KD, Kevin Durant. And first is the chef, Steph Curry. Um, that boy. And I, I, I'm, I'm curious that by this time next week, what, how much this list will change. I think I yeah. mentioned it to you in pre-show. I, my first list I filled out about a week ago. And um, let me see how much has changed since then. We just never did the episode, so I didn't have it on the air. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. But as a, it was November, oh, shit, it was less than a week ago. 
it was I actually had the same five, but they were in a little different order. That's what I'm curious. I'm I, curious to see who possibly moves up, moves down, moves out, moves yeah, in. Yeah, if you, if you want to compare notes, you know, from this was made on November 14th. Um, I had okay. Jokic at five and Doncic at four, so I had those two flip flop. And I had okay. I had Paul George and Kevin Durant flip flop. I had KD at three and George at two, and then Steph has number been number one for this season. There ain't no one. Yo, he's killing it, bro. But you know, if you if you're looking, there's still some good teams that I don't have MVP candidates for, just because it's it's more than one guy. You got like Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert in Utah. You got uh, DeRozan and Levine in Chicago. Yeah, I mean, where do you put Beal at for the Wizards? As, I, his the records there, the numbers aren't yet. Gotcha. I like the Wizards team. I like what they added. You know, I know a, a good portion of them because they're about a third Lakers from last year. You got um, <laughs> same Kuzma, with Chicago, Kuzma, <laughs> Montrez, Harrell, uh, KCP. So, like, I know their squad. All and you they, and they've done all this without Rui Hachimura. Damn. Um, and uh, Thomas Bryant's been hurt, and then they've uh. They've been without Gafford, who's been was their starting center. They've been without him for half this season too. So like they they're, I, I you know I gotta give them credit. Kuzma, I've, I've always liked Kuzma. He takes a lot of shit. He took a lot of shit from Laker Nation. But oh, I've always liked what Kuzma can bring if he's given the freedom that he needs to. I've yeah. seen it before LeBron got there. True. Well, the same. You saw it with a lot of the Lakers, with Lonzo, D. Russ. You, know, you saw it with a lot of. Yeah, my, every the, the the baby Lakers, all the shit that they've been doing around the league here lately. I, I I saw all this, and and if there's yeah. anyone that can vouch for me, it's you, because Hell I told yeah. you when they were Lakers, pretty much how good they can be, and they've all panned out to pretty much at that spot. Where like Julius Randall. Yeah, where you were sitting there thinking like, yo, like I I could I could probably not worry about a championship for a year or two or three until these guys build up together because this is could be a fucking squad. I wanted so much for that whole team to stay together. Dude, because you had fucking Coos, B.I. I understood Josh why Hall, they let go of D. Russ. Lonzo. Yeah, I get it. D. Russ is the only one that hasn't really pan panned out. Well, he balled out in Brooklyn. Oh, he's, I mean, he's, he's, I mean, he's great. He's still a great player. Um, yeah. if, I mean, I, I, it wasn't nothing to do with the player. I just understood why they got rid of him because of locker room issues with the whole thing where he recorded the conversation with Nick yeah, Young and all that. Yeah, so it was more of a trust thing. So I, I understand why they had to part with him. But I, mean, you, I remember back in the day. That one-two attack that they had, and, you know, all this stuff that Clarkson's doing in Utah. I've already seen all this. I've, I've already, I've known what Clarkson can do. Like, oh, if this whole Clark- Lakers team would have grown together if LeBron didn't decide he wanted to come to the Lakers. Because at that point, you got to do it. How do you say I, no to potentially the best player of all time? Yeah, uh, yeah. You it's know, the same. So, like uh, everything players had going on. Tom Brady wanted to come join. All right, everything's his way now. Yeah, you know? fuck all that. Fuck everything else. We win the championships now, so yeah, we got our belt. We got our title. Hey, y'all got y'all title. 
Yeah, y'all did. So and now y'all can break it. it Look like we could be able to break it maybe before them. <sighs> Yo, that's a that's a squad too, man. They just catch the right momentum. Who's that, Boston? Yeah, and they're right there in the finals if they want to be. It's weird. It seems like they've regressed a little bit. Not necessarily as players, but like I remember a couple. I remember when, when Kyrie got hurt that season, and it was like the baby Celtics in the playoffs. They were killing they it, just man. Take like kept taking everybody to the limit. LeBron, everybody. And, yeah. Um, and the, it's just, and then they did worse with Kyrie the next year. But I don't feel like they've gotten as good as I was thinking they could have by now. That moment. Yeah, or do now, you think you got it's a new fine. coach this season? Or do you think so you got to like, factor I, that in? Brad Stevens ain't on the bench no more. Yeah, that's true. But do you think after this season, if it doesn't get anywhere, do they have to think about the possibility of trading one of them, Brown or Tatum? I think, I think they really need to get into the psyche of both of those players and see what they might want to do. Because I do think they may have to eventually choose between one of them. Because this could if, be if it's me, I'm I'd want to keep Jason Tatum. Like yeah, because this could potentially be like what Denver had to do: choose between Jokic and Nurkic. Because at the time when both of them were on that team, you thought, "Damn, these dudes are legit." It was almost like Drummond and Monroe, Greg Monroe situation. Like they were two great centers. And it was like, oh shit! But this other guy's doing better, and you have to pick and choose. That's another. That's another good example that I'd almost forgotten about. But that was kind of like the Jokic Nurkic thing before Jokic Nurkic was Monroe and Drummond. I always thought Monroe was like a great player. I always think like, damn, why is this dude shuffling around? But then I realized that Drummond could almost give you twenty rebounds a fucking game. It was just the game was changing. It was moving away from the Monroe-type centers. But Monroe was stretching his game out, though. That was the thing. He was stretching the game out, but not On offense. On offense, but it was was a little too slow-footed to be able to guard the pick-and-roll that you have to, the the way they they run pick-and-roll offenses these days. That's that's, that's what you can do with a lot of big men. You can essentially eliminate – their presence out of the paint if you just put their man in a pick and roll. Yep. And a lot of times they'll do that with Gobert in the playoffs and just get him away from the paint so that they can actually get to the basket. The new rules are helping them out, I do believe, though, because I I love being – I love watching big men challenge shots again. Without worrying about the ref. Without worrying about the ticky-tack shit. Like, I – Lakers lost last night, but I saw it on back and forth. Giannis and AD, they were challenging each other's stuff. Um, Need that. AD, AD blocked him a couple times, man. He, you know, I, he's one of the few people that I've seen in one-on-one situations. It's so different these days because you can't just put one person on a guy anymore and say, "Hey, go stop him." Nah, they switching like crazy. You, you almost have to the way that people shoot now. If you go, if you switch off a screen, you're giving whoever's got that ball in their hands space to shoot. Yeah, guys are needing less and less space to pull it, and they're getting better and better at making that three. And that's the Curry effect. <laughs> exactly. Um, that's so you, the Curry you, effect. Like you gotta. So you is you almost have to switch 
Um, yeah. There's certain times where I wish that they, they switch when they don't need to. Mm. But, yeah. you know, that's just the way they manipulate the defenses these days. So, like, you have to make that switch. And if you can eliminate that big man and then you got a mismatch, then you more, more times got a guard trying to defend a big man if they roll to the paint. Damn. Damn. So, Think you got – yeah, so AD – and Giannis were really challenging each other's shots. And they're, they're two guys that make it hard because that's two guys that can make that switch and still actually defend on the perimeter. But it still would take them out of the paint. And that's where the yeah. Lakers had a different advantage when they have that other center. When you have that Dwight or that DeAndre that can come in and play that help defense on the paint when you got that mismatch where a lot of teams didn't have that other big guy to help protect the paint. That is true. You guys, that's one thing y'all have always done here in the last few seasons, kept the that's other what we, type. Yeah, that's how we won in the bubble. We just absolutely, like everybody, the whole league was going small. We went big and we punished them. Well, it definitely helped out. Man, y'all, Dwight Howard, that shit crushed Jokic, man, all the momentum he was doing. Jokic but, is so good. He still got his, but Dwight in the bubble really came in and bothered Jokic. Yeah. Like he like he got his points, but it didn't it, it didn't over it didn't take over the game because of that. Because of the well, mentality. Oh, and most importantly, it was out of rhythm. So if he was getting his, yeah. he had to go get his. And yeah. instead of running their offense the way they want to run it, getting getting open shots for everybody else, <laughs> because nice. they do have guys that they can that can hit their shots. You know, Monte Morris is not a slouch, but he ain't Jamal Murray. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, Porter. It's hard to say when he'll be back, but they got solid role players, man. They got the Greens. They got Jeff Green, Jamichael Green. That's two big men that can play their roles. And every once in a while, Jeff Green will go out there and give you 20. And, man, people, when he's healthy, Michael Porter Jr. is a game changer, too. Yeah, he's having more problems with his back. So I don't, I, no, I, no, I, I, I just, it's, it's concerning. That's what we'll kept see, him we'll out see. long yeah. time before. So we'll see how it all plays out. It's similar to Tracy McGrady. T Mac shouldn't have played as long as he did. He had a uh, he had a like a I don't know if it was genetic, but he had some kind of condition with his back that there's a lot of scouts and a lot of people early that said they'd be surprised if he got through like two, three, four years in the league. And he ended up playing into his late thirties, you know, granted as a role player late, but with the Spurs. But he uh so he played a lot longer than he should have. There were some fun nights with him in Houston. I know that. Uh, wow. Well, Orlando T-Mac or something else. You want to talk that... about an era of basketball? And Now, we live in the southeast, so I'm not sure if it was like this everywhere, but the amount of magic number one jerseys that you saw everywhere? Yo, it was a lot. <laughs> if it wasn't a Philadelphia 3 Iverson, it was the T-Mac 1. Or the Kobe 8. For Orlando, so you see some Kobe stuff, but I actually around here saw more McGrady jerseys than I did Kobe's. Yeah. A lot of McGrady and but AI a lot. Down and some here. Iverson too, yeah. When a lot of people talk about it now, but he has such an impact on the culture. Um, because NBA and hip hop was really 
starting to become a, its own similar culture, and he really brought that. Yeah, that that uh, I don't yeah. know what the right word is, but he brought he that bridged, to basketball. He bridged the gap there with hip hop and basketball for sure. So like what? But what you saw was is a lot of kids and even some young adults. You know, they saw Iverson. And they saw the way he dressed, and they saw the way he talked, and they're like, yeah. "Yo, yeah. us, he he like, yeah. he, he he ain't so yeah, he ain't putting on a show for the press. He ain't changed like, who he is. Yeah, they yeah. they saw someone that you know that they could relate to, and he was you know he was tatted up, you know he was he yep. wasn't about the bullshit. We talking about practice, man." You know, so he wasn't about that bullshit, and 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 so the you know the you know the average NBA fan had some someone else they could relate to, a whole generation of people that was in that culture could relate to him, and he became like an icon. And he was a one man. Obviously, he had some good teammates, but he was the only oh, star. Look here, bro. We ain't we still ain't nobody talking about Keith Van Horn. Eric Snow. Yeah, and fuck it. Maybe the only Kyle person Ford. that ever gets talked about is well, well, yeah. The only person that ever really gets talked about still is the Kimbe. Or Iguodala for a short time there. Well, well, yeah, I guess. But I'm still I'm talking about when he was MVP and when he was yeah in the finals yeah. against the Lakers and Kyle Korver was there, I believe. <laughs> I I don't late. Late in his Very run late. in Philly, maybe. Oh, okay. That was the new era of Philly slowly starting. Yeah. When a when the other AI came and <laughs> Kyle Corva. But damn, Keith Van Horn, that dude. <laughs> I actually thought that dude was a good player. I mean, he was good for what he was. Yeah. He's a good role player. Um, but you would hit, imagine you hit the, the three, that, you stretch the court. Yeah, but if that was not Keith Van Horn and that was Dirk Nowitzki with Iris well, there, you know, well, yeah, that that's different. Crazy. That would have been crazy. It's it's kind of it's kind of amazing that the Steve Nash Nowitzki thing never worked out, bro. I was about, I was just about to say that I was like, yo, if if Nash could have done what he did in Phoenix in Dallas, what what happened there? Well, Nash was very good in Dallas. But the thing is, is Dirk Nowitzki's not a fast break player. And, and yeah, when he got right. to Phoenix, they got to they got to cater to all of Steve Nash's strengths, and that's getting out in the open court, running a transition to semi-transition offense, looking for <laughs> quick shots, making quick decisions. Basically, basically how I would play two K. You know, I get out there with my player and then just let my and I'm confident with that guy to make the right decision. And he had the perfect team around him to go with him. Joe Johnson was coming into his own. Amari Stoudemire became one of my favorite players to watch. That 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 one too. That pick and roll was nasty. Well, Steve Nash was like fucking Speedy Gonzalez around the fucking court, bro. He he played. The thing I liked about Steve Nash, man, he played basketball like you like you play hockey. Yeah, you really see the hockey influence in his in his mentality, and that shit really worked. It it really transitioned over. 
This dude would run under the basket while dribbling the ball all the yeah. way around, out. Like, he would come behind it. Like, he just, yo, you would literally be looking at his feet the whole time thinking, all right, the ball, him, he's got to go out of bounds here somewhere. Nope. And nope. Nope. <laughs> and at any given chance, if you gave him the space, you're talking about one of the best knockdown shooters in the history of the game. And I remember they asked Dan Tony one time with, you know, they asked to compare Steve Nash, you know, when he was coaching Harden and doing all those crazy numbers there. It was compare is like, well, if anything, I probably would have told Steve Nash to shoot the ball some more. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. Like, in if, if you're talking Nash about, yeah. A knockdown shooter, dude. Like this, I was always surprised when this dude missed, whether it be a free throw, a three pointer, anything. Was one of like the first people that we talked about in the 50, 40, 90 thing. Oh, like, he was definitely there. Like, he was so good, but he, but he was, what, I remember, I can't remember how many points he scored exactly, but I do remember they were playing against one team and their whole strategy was, you know what, we're just going to shadow all the role players. We're not going to give you, this guy any per, anybody to pass the ball to. We're going to make you Nash be a scorer. And I remember – I don't remember exactly how many he had, but I know it was over 40. Don't fucking do that. Don't give that dude a wide open fucking shoot. Because the dude can, can just shoot the ball. He ain't Steph. He can shoot a similar percentage of Steph, but Steph makes crazy shots. But imagine if Steve Nash came into this league. Oh, man. In this era of basketball, he would have that Steph mentality to shoot. Like, this dude would probably be the greatest shooter of all time. I mean, you got to put him in that argument anyway. Anybody that's ever watched Steve Nash really shoot the ball knows that this dude is all-time. Yeah, top four shooters. For me, right off the top of my head, it's Curry, Allen, Reggie, and Nash. I don't know who the fifth is, but uh, well, there's a lot of people that would say that Clay Thompson is number two. And then there's Clay Thompson. The then there's fucking Clay Thompson. You know. <laughs> oh, I, I we need we need Clay Thompson back. <laughs> yeah, it'd be I, good to see him again. Basketball needs it. I'm thinking though for the for the season we could probably keep doing an NBA show every Thursday for the season, or yeah, or you know take. every other Thursday. You know we'll try to make it in there. We'll get it in, and I'll I'll keep updating my MVP list as it goes. Did you have Do you have any other questions? Uh, nah, dude. I think I'm about to kick it off here. Probably hop on, pull me some more tea. Eat me, yeah, I'm gonna get me, me some tea, snack. but I definitely gotta, I definitely gotta find me something to eat. My stomach eat is me talking a, to me. Yeah, eat me a snack, and then I'll probably be on some Halo for a minute. All right, or hell yeah, man. Hopefully, hey. by the next time we talk about the NBA, we can talk about LeBron being back. Yeah, you see that? This is how a real sports show is out there. Sports shows take notes. You don't always talk about. The headline of LeBron James. There ain't nothing to talk about. When it we comes talked to mostly it. about Steph Curry, and that has been the biggest headline of the season. So, 
but I try to let Gerd get his Laker talk out like in the beginning of the show because he could go on about that for a whole hour himself. Yeah, we could do a whole episode about Lakers. I'll break down every each because I've, I've watched every game. I'll break down each individual player. Hey, tell shout you out! What they're to, doing what they're not doing. Shout out to Gerv. He's watched every Laker game I think this year. So what? Maybe one? I think I missed one. I don't remember which one, but I think I did miss one. And shout out to Gerv, three and zero in his debut back at darts, three and zero, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, didn't do so hot this last Tuesday. We're not gonna talk about last Tuesday. We're talking about I actually, his debut. Th- I actually threw better, but actually I only took one. Isn't that the fucking worst? Yeah, I actually threw better. It's just you know how, you know how that shit goes with darts. That is the fucking worst. Throw better, have a better throwing game, but and you lose. Losing. All you end up losing compared yes, to winning I did, all I did three. get me uh, – I missed on a dead eye. I hit my first two double bull, double bull, <laughs> and missed on Yo. the third one. But I did – I hit a dead eye in warm-ups is why I thought I was about to get it. So I watched fucking Michael Van Gerwen yesterday. He hit a fucking 125 out fucking single bull, double bull, double bull. That's why I you was- go that way. <laughs> On 125, that's why you go for the bullseye. You hit a single, you got 100 left. Trip 20, double top. If you if you hit a if you hit a double bull, that leaves you 75. Hit a single, then another double. Like this, yeah, like he that's what he did. He hit the bullseye on the first dart, and he just hit 25, and then he hit the double bull again. And I was just thinking, and he just started laughing. That's and I was just that's what you do with two darts. You yeah, got two darts, like, and you're at 75. You got you got bull double. I know that's that's why I, that's why I even started laughing when I saw him laughing. I'm like, well, that is the shot. Like, I, <laughs> if there's anybody that's gonna hit it, and of shout course. out to uh, the fucking yeah, dude, she's out here fucking killing it. That 170 out, I think she yeah. hit the other day. That was a great game, great comeback too. That I'm gonna give her the comeback of the week award right there because she came back out of a good uh. Like she was down like three one or four one four two something like that. She's uh yeah she's pretty good. It's cool to yeah. see a, a woman um beat a lot of the guys in darts. She's doing better than that fucking Ashton chick right now. Cause that it's, Ashton it's funny too hit. because like I I've, I I see her as the better darter. I don't know what it is, dude. But like what the few matches that I've seen of her. In, with the crowd and against the guys, I don't know. Like she looks nervous. I think she puts. I think she puts a little too much pressure on herself. Which yeah, I, there's a lot of, I get it. There's a lot of pressure. Like she's there's like more movement with her face and her mouth that that's mm. not there when she's in in the back room throwing. That's I think where she's, she's probably pressing too hard, and, you know. And then the fact that Fallon is doing so good, she probably feels more pressure to try to match that. Oh, too. Yeah, I get so. it, and. And and Fallon, the pressure's getting to her a little bit too because when she misses a, a even though I know it's an important miss that she missed, she just she gets real kind of she gets real down about it. Looks like once she changes that up a little bit, but I mean she beat fucking uh who is it Clemens I think yesterday I saw. So we'll, we'll see how she does. William Hill's about to start up soon, dude. Next month. Fuck yeah. I, you know, I'm going to be all on that shit, bro. Yeah, I'm going to find your screen. 
fuck it. I might even get the fucking PDC account going. Just for the month. <laughs> just for the month, man. I'll just fucking pay that shit out. I think that's just like 15 bucks or something. I can't remember. It's, it's fucking peak season. Um, but yeah, great show today, man. That was awesome. I, I felt like we did really good. Felt like yeah, so really Saturday, good. if not Saturday, I guess we probably should do it Saturday. Um, oh yeah, we gotta do Survivor Series picks. We'll, we'll do our we'll do our wrestling show. We might have, might get J Swag too, and then um we can do uh, our Survivor Series predictions. Push comes to shove. I can make some tea, or like I said, as soon as I get home, I will hop out. <laughs> Whoa, shit! Sorry, excuse me. I'll I hop say, out. Damn, you all right, son? <laughs> I, I I had like a hiccup. Oh, I, yeah, I lost your breath. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. But come through this damn phone. Um I'm yeah, gonna go ahead. Survivor series predictions and just to make sure that none of the other superstars change by tomorrow night. If um, something crazy goes down to where like, you know, I won't be able to like do mine or something Saturday or something, I might just do it tomorrow. I might hop on and do a shit a little quick give you my predictions or we could just tweet them out yeah i might have to tweet them because i want to wait till after smackdown just to make sure that none of the other people change okay yeah i got to get off here because i got to go pee real bad yeah so you, i'm gonna let you, you close good? the show while i uh mute <laughs> appreciate y'all joining us we'll catch you either this weekend or it'll be next tuesday as always, we're going to keep talking whether you're listening or not. V's up, V's out. Peace.